here, there, and everywhere. Yeah. SAFM 105 FM in Peter Maritzburg. Okay, our favorite segment on the show on a Wednesday is one where we talk about all things healing to the body because we've got a lot going on. There's COVID-19, there is our immune systems that are battling to survive, stresses and everything else under the sun. And then we have the solution. The solution being Jean-Francois Sobieski, who's our ethnobotanist, is also a qualified nutritionist to help us with how are we going to heal our bodies and build our immune systems using natural herbs. And today we are discussing some fruit that is going to be quite helpful to our health. So he joins us now on the line. Jean, thank you so much for joining us. Good afternoon. Hi, Pimela. Thanks for having me on the show. I, I'm, I was so excited today because when I looked at the list of the, the plants and fruits that you wanted to discuss, I thought I'm on the right track. Pomegranate. <laughs> Pomegranate is on, at the top yes. of your list. Tell me why. Yes. Um, Pimelo, pomegranate, um, you know, as a nutritionist, I, I always look for foods that can help with preventing heart disease. You know, one of the biggest, biggest things that actually factors that kill a lot of people in, in our, kill us in our society is heart disease. And, um, it's called atherosclerosis, which means, you know, the buildup of fatty deposits in arteries because of poor diets. So I'm always looking for, for plant medicines and functional foods that can prevent that buildup in the arteries. And when I did some research, uh, Pimela, I found that pomegranate is really good for that. So uh, one principle that I've come to find out, you know, being a nutritionist and herbalist most of my life is that um, those pigments in plants, those red and purple pigments, which are called flavonoids, there's other names for them, but basically you can call them flavonoids, um, they help the, to keep the arteries clean, basically. Mm. So um, it's always good to look for uh, those dark-colored berries and you know red grape juice, etc. But pomegranate has a very, very, uh, very strong mixture of plant chemicals, um, various flav- flavonoids, and um, other compounds um, that help the arteries to keep clear of those fatty deposits, which prevent heart disease. Mm. I'll tell you, you what. Um, let, let's have this. A very honest conversation. So, I think yeah. maybe it's been two, 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 three years, perhaps, of yeah. of um, nutritionists and dietitians and all people who are fancy in in these kind of things have told us that pomegranate is great. And I think it goes to to many other plants that when when they get um, fashionable, suddenly they yeah. become more expensive. Um, right. I mean, yes. I'm right, aren't I? Yeah, it's also, it's absolutely their trends and then, you know, people push up prices, but they're also like they, they're seasonal fruits, you know, so um, often we import, uh, for example, when I was looking for pomegranates around um, some of the fruit and veg shops, they they have to import them from Egypt, you know, so I don't know why that that is, because we do have about a thousand hectares of yes. um, pomegranate growing in the Cape, Um but I think we obviously don't have enough to meet demand or maybe we, we export. I'm not actually sure. But the point is, is that we, we rely on exports for some of those fruits. So it's a good idea that we can actually grow them ourselves. And I'll explain how to grow them today. Yes. Um, but they, pomegranate has got, it's got basically anti-inflammatory, anti-diabetic properties in studies, anti-tumor effects, so it's for cancer. 
um, heart disease, all these these massive killers in society. Mm. Society, um, pomegranate is something that uh, we will all benefit from to have more of the fruit. Yeah, well, we're going to talk just now, uh, Jean, about planting it ourselves because you yeah. know, I just I do think it's become very very overpriced. Let me go yes, quickly absolutely. before we go. Yes, there. exactly. In some shops, they're like. It's exorbitant for yeah, some think, of the season here. I think, yeah. I think um, a litre at the moment is about 69 rand, yeah. 59 rand. I mean, yes, I think, exactly. I exactly. I've seen small bottles of pomegranate yeah. juice for 100 bucks yeah. in, in yeah. Uh, major retailers. Yeah. So it's, it's a ripple. It's a absolutely. ripple. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take calls before we come to the planting of your own pomegranate tree and cool. see how Excellent. we can get people <laughs> to do that themselves. Tobeg, are you calling Great. us from Durban? Good afternoon. Afternoon, Pamela, and afternoon to Jean. Hi. Uh, afternoon. Hi. Oh, I always listen to the Sita um, because I, I'm so much into um, herbal like alternatives. Yes. And um, because I have, I don't know, like the craziest body, um, I have like allergies to most of the medicines. So whenever any medication, anything gets administered to me. I'll end up having to take some, maybe the alternative medicine or take that that medicine that I'm given and have to take antihistamines. Mm. I struggle Mm. a lot. So, Mm. like, for the longest time now, like, actually for a year now, I've been, like, researching on um, alternatives and herbal medicine because when I'm given, like, like, herbal medicines, I don't have like any of those problems, so I don't know whether it's the mm. English medicine or what my problem is. But now, mm. Jean, I'm, I'm, I'm visually impaired. That's my biggest problem. So now I don't like you always say like you. I can't really oh. get in contact with you like on Facebook okay. or other things like that. Okay. But now, where can I get more information? Because I'm so into these things. As I even listened to the other week, you were talking about yes. time and all these herbs that I'm into. Yeah. But I don't know how to get more of this information for a mm. person like myself. Because mm. that is yeah. something I'm really looking forward to, like to start sure. doing. Yeah. Because I think it helps me. Yes. So what can yeah. what can you do for a person like me? Sure. So I've I've got a you know I've got a lot of resources on my website that I've developed for education. So if you look at my website and Pamela will give the the details at the end of the show, then you know there are there's courses there, there's blog articles, I've put papers, um, all sorts of things. So you can contact me through there and. And there's a lot of educational material on my website for that. John, so, yeah. she's just yes. said she's visually impaired. Uh, I'm visually. Oh, visually, that's what she's she said. Just said. Visually, I, was to, I was wondering what she said. I, I couldn't understand like, what, what kind of... Uh, uh, but then, uh, then you'll have to phone me. A, <laughs> you'll have to phone me then. Okay, Tomega. We're going to... Oh, visually impaired. Sorry, yes. I, I didn't understand. So what what no so, problem. That's because, fine. Um, What's the size? I think because obviously we have apps, so I have an app that could actually. Okay, your line line is not very clear, to be honest. I can't hear very, very well. Tobega, don't worry. We'll put you in touch with him (laughs) privately. But I think Jean. Yes. Maybe podcast, well, something where people can listen rather than read. Maybe something oh, there. Oh, podcast, yes. Maybe so, something um, there. 
Well, I am, de- I am actually at the beginning stage of developing podcasts on plants, so African medicinal plants. So the caller just needs to, to be patient, and then I can, I can actually get those podcasts out to okay. the public. That t- you can t- listen. T- yeah. t- but the, there, are, there are actually podcasts on my course, actually. So okay. Okay. It, it will have to be. Yeah, yeah. We'll no problem, Tobago. We'll put you in touch with him. <laughs> Let's take a quick break, John, as you, cool. you, we sort out that line there. Um, and then we'll be back with more of your questions. I I do see you. I'll take your call in a short while. Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 107.1 FM in Seapoint. Jean-Francois Sobieski is an ethnobotanist as well as a nutritionist and we talk about all things plants that are healing, whether it is herbs, whether it is plants. Today we are focusing on some really healing fruit and we started off with a conversation around pomegranate and we're going to talk just now about how you can plant it yourself. I, I personally know that I think the price at the moment is just ridiculous at shops. When you try and buy yourself pomegranate or pomegranate juice, it's just absolutely um, affordable at the moment. So we're going to talk about how you can plant your own. So 891 is a number to dial or you can send us a WhatsApp note on 0614-104-107 for any questions that you have around any medicinal properties of any plants or you have maybe a particular problem. Jean is likely to give you a, a, a response to how you can get yourself sorted from using plants or herbs and so on. Aisha, you're calling us from Uppington. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Aisha. Hello, Aisha. Pamela and John and the listeners. Hi, Aisha. Hello. Uh, uh, Pamela, this is a, a, a great program that you've got. I just have one suggestion for for this specific segment. Mm-hmm. Can John please uh, differentiate when he does the medicinal uh, plants, whether it is... Uh, w- Western plants or indigenous plants? Mm. He often does, Aisha. Yes, yes. Uh, one mm-hmm. and two, John, I have gone onto your website and I sent you a, a list of medicinal plants. And I, re- I requested you to, to provide me with a scientific name. Can you please check your website and, and do that? I will appreciate that. Well, when did you send that? Uh, I, get, I get lots of emails and all sorts of communications. Yeah, so you know, might have slipped through, but uh, yeah. Um, is it, is it recent? It, was it recent? Hey? Is it recent? It's it's about five days or or more. Oh, okay, now I'm probably catching up then. <laughs> I get a lot, eh? so um, bear with me. I will I will respond. I normally respond to everyone. Yeah. Okay. Great. Thanks, Aisha. That is all. Thank okay. you. Thank you so okay. much, Aisha. Okay. Jean, let's talk about planting yes. pomegranate. Is it an indigenous, yes. as, you know, just to, to Aisha's point, is it an indigenous plant? Yes. So so basically, you know, usually I do mention, but I, and, yeah. and I will mention, yeah. so the pomegranate is actually a Mediterranean plant, a Middle Eastern plant uh, from Iran and India. So it's Middle Eastern, but it grows of course in South Africa. So what it does need, it needs a lot of a lot of heat, a lot of sun to, to fruit. Uh, so very high temperatures, high summer temperatures is very important for fruiting. Um, but then to actually get the seeds to grow, it's quite easy. It's, um, what you need to do is you take out the, 
the, the seeds with the, the fleshy uh, part around it. And then you clean that off with a paper towel. Make, it, make sure that you clean off all the, the surroundings of the seed. Then what you do, Camilo and listeners, is you put it on a paper towel, like at school. You know, when you put uh, beans in a paper towel and you, you, you spray it with water, then you fold that paper towel over and you put that paper towel in a clear plastic bag, you know, like a sandwich Ziploc bag. Yep. And then you blow a little bit of air in there. And then you, you label it. So you must label it when you started your experiment. Okay. Um, and then 10 days later, you put it in a warm place. And 10 days later, those, those seeds sprout. Uh, but you need to clean them properly. You have to get the white little seed on its own. That's important. Otherwise, fungus forms on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when you, when you take open the paper towel, you'll see little sprouts, little seedlings. Those seedlings, all you do, um, Pimelo, is you don't even need to buy pots. You can get a, a clear plastic bottles, cut them in half, put, um, put growing um, soil, you know, like seedling soil in mm. there. And then what you do is you take a, a toothpick and you, and you put little holes into the, into the, into the soil. And then you, you actually put that little root of the sprout inside and you basically plant the seedlings like that. And then, very importantly, you have to keep it. Then you spray it with a sprayer. Mm-hmm. And you need to keep that, those um, containers and that soil moist um, every day. It mustn't go dry, you know. Okay. And then basically in two weeks' time, we'll have small little seedlings, so small little baby plants. Mm-hmm. And then those plants you can plant out into, um, into pots, um, yeah, and in summer, you know. So mm-hmm. you can actually grow your plants quite easily in that way. That's you said um, when you start it off, it must be a warm area. Does it need to be, you know, in the sunny area as, as you start planting? Yeah, so it's for growing absolutely a, a warm, sunny area so that, you know, the, the plants can get a lot of uh, heat to germinate. Um, and then when they actually, where they grow, where you plant them, needs to be, they like, they like heat. You know, Mediterranean climates are very okay. hot, of okay. course, you know. So to, to actually fruit, it does take five years to get the, the, the fruit trees, you know, yeah. ready uh, for fruiting. But it's a worthwhile investment because, yeah. like we said, we want to, you know, get those plants more readily available. Okay, lovely. Then on yeah. to your next fruit. Yeah, the guava. So I've always loved guava. I've always had like a, the, I've always thought there's something about guava that's quite, quite potent, mm. you know, medicinally. And when I've done some research um, and by the way, like, I don't know if listeners have ever tasted like wild, you know, wild guava, like a guava that actually grows from a tree that's growing in the wild. Mm. It tastes so much better. It tastes incredible compared to the plant, to the guavas you buy in shops. I don't know why that is, but I'll never forget the first time I tasted wild guava. It was just like amazingly uh, J- a, a nice me, taste. Tell me, um, Jean, I, do we have different variations? Because I, I almost want to say that I, I've tasted a different type of a guava in a different type of, mm. in a different region. Um, yeah. Not necessarily I'm not, I'm not particularly the sure of that, but the, the, the normal guava, the guava, um, sidium guava, um, guava, they even call it in Zulu, uguava, mm-hmm. um, is the normal, you know, standard guava, but it takes very well in, in, in our country. In fact, it's considered a pest, but the interesting thing is that the leaf is an incredible, incredibly good um, uh, um, remedy for diarrhea. So if you boil two leaves of uh, two guava leaves in a cup of hot water and drink that, that stops diarrhea immediately, like very, very quickly. Well, so it also had a, it oh. also has a very bad reputation of of constipating people. The actual fruit. Uh, well, well, 
I wouldn't, yeah, I don't know about that, but um, if a person has got a stomach infection, mm-hmm. one of the easiest remedies, I, was, I remember I was taught, um, and I learned from uh, traditional healers this, is that you can use guava leaf for diarrhea. But very importantly, it's got uh, things called um, compounds like quercetin and anti-cancer. There's a lot of anti-cancer activity from the fruit and the seed and the leaf. So if you want to prevent cancer, basically... Eat more guava, eat more, and uh, you can start drinking guava le- uh, um, tea. leaf tea mm-hmm. and also pomegranate. So, those kind of fruits, both of those fruits have shown anti tumor, anti cancer properties. So, you know, cancer is rife in our, and heart disease is rife in our world. So, if we eat more of these functional fruits or functional foods, uh, like guava and pomegranates, we will have less cancer for sure. Definitely. Okay, then let's talk about planting guava. So guava, it's quite easy to grow, but it takes a long time, hey, Pimelo. So most of the time what, what, would, what would be more sensible is to take a cutting. Yes. So, you know, if you get some root, a rooting, it's called rooting medium from a nursery, you can just basically plant your cutting, uh, your fresh cutting from, the, from a, um, a plant. So you can maybe buy a small uh, tree from a nursery and then make cuttings from that tree, plant it with a dip, it, dip the the cutting into the rooting hormone and then plant it in separately into 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 a, a container and then your cuttings will take you know and so that will save a lot of time because usually it takes about eight years or something to get you know guava trees but I've seen areas where they they like our, our climate with the whole nature reserve is actually taken over by guavas and people want to get rid of it and they have to because of biodiversity. Yes, you know, they yes. don't want to take over um, those, those kind of uh, non-indigenous. So guava is also non-indigenous, but mm. it's become naturalized okay. in this country. Um, but the thing is that we can actually make medicines from those leaves. We can actually make tinctures of the leaves. Um, it's very potent um, antioxidant effects. Um, so we need to actually look at using what we've got to make medicines for inflammation, for cancer, etc. Yeah. What is yarrow? Yarrow is a European herb, so that is from Europe. Um, yarrow has an ancient um, use. Achillea, it's called the Latin name is Achillea millifolium. So, it was actually uh, it formed part of the myth, uh, the story of Achilles. You know, who who had his um, the heel, um, Achilles' heel mm. wound. And in that myth, uh, in that story, he actually used uh, a combination of, I think it was iron, a metal, with yarrow to heal his Achilles' wound. And what's really interesting to Melo is that yarrow was used in the wars. That's why it's called millifolium from military, mm-hmm. uh, derived from military. It was actually used to staunch um, bleeding of wounds. Mm. And... Um, so what yarrow is a tonic plant, so it has so many uses. It's used for an antiseptic dressing for wounds. Um, it's used internally for circulation. So it's, um, it's, it's a particular type of herb with very feathery leaves and umbels. They're called umbels. The flowers, um, if, if you look on the Internet what an umbel is, it's got, um, it's hard to describe it. Mm, but it has like a flower head that has multiple flowers from one stalk. Mm-hmm. That's an humble. And it attracts a lot of um, pollinators to your garden. Mm. It grows quite easily um, as, a, as a, a sprawling herb. So it grows like a bit like a creeper, but it'll grow into your garden, bring pollinators, and then you can use the flowers and the leaves as a tea, um, basically for overall health. 
So it's got essential oils that are very similar to chamomile oil. Mm-hmm. Um, they call them azulines. It's a mm-hmm. blue oil. So it's a very powerful antiseptic. Um, I actually remember reading a research paper where a tincture, where an alcoholic tincture of yarrow, was used to kill H. pylori, which is a bacteria, which um, I think it's a bacteria, but organism that 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 um, is responsible for ulcers. Mm-hmm. So it can actually kill that bacteria that causes ulcers. So if a person has ulcers, if I had an ulcer, I would take a tincture of yarrow as a first line um, to kill that bacteria and prevent that ulceration from happening. Um, but it, yeah, as I say, it's it's um, woman. It's also a woman's herb because it helps to regulate menstruation. Um, I would be only careful about yarrow if I were, if I were pre- if one was pregnant, uh, not me. <laughs> if, I was, I was pregnant. <laughs> if one was pregnant, um, then I wouldn't take it because it's got a lot. Of, you know, most herbs you want to be careful of in pregnancy. Is, is, it, but is it more the quantity that, that that you'd want to to be careful about, or just just no, its use no, completely? just because it's um, a lot of herbs have got chemicals which we don't know the effect in. You know, if they can cause uh, problems studied. with pregnancy and uh, contractions or or um, teratogenic effects. So you know. Um, some plants contain very powerful chemicals that can, uh, can cause abor- uh, abortions, you know? Yes, I so, know. Exactly, yeah. Okay, I mean, so, and mm. so um, how would one, is there another name for yarrow? Uh, yarrow, no, uh, yarrow is a European herb. It's not an indigenous plant, so it doesn't have an indigenous name as far as I know, but it's uh, Y-A-R-R-O. Um, I don't know any other name, but you can find those in most nurseries, like under the you know the general herb section. Yeah. Um, it's like I say, it's a lovely plant to have in your garden because it's a companion plant. It likes to help other plants to grow. It brings pollinators, and it has multiple uses. So I remember a permaculturist, a well-known permaculturist, he used to say to me that you drink a cup of yarrow. So what you do is you take a, about a two teaspoons of the leaves and the flowers and you make a cup of tea out of that and then you drink that he drank a a cup a day and he said he just felt marvelous like it just keeps you healthy so so if you eat your pomegranate you know juice uh, well I drink the juice you know because it's like right now you can't find pomegranates anywhere I've looked everywhere Uh, you can find a little bit of the 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 fleshy seeds in like you know supermarkets but they're hell of expensive so don't bother Mm. um but if you eat your pomegranates, you have guavas, and uh, when you know, if you can, that's the thing. We need to grow these things so we can eat them whenever we, whenever we can and want. You know, so, that's the thing. Um, yeah. the, there is a question. You remember I was asking you about different guavas because I, I almost think I remember seeing a different type oh. of a guava. Now somebody's saying, oh. yes, there yes. is a white guava. You, you familiar oh, with really? it? Yes, yes. I, I also thought I knew about a different type oh. of guava. Okay, so you you're not oh. sure you're not familiar no, with the white guava. That, I'm learning something new today. Yeah, so I'm not sure about the guava varieties. I okay. only know the Sidium guava, which is the normal standard the, the reddish guava. The sort of. Yes, the, exactly, exactly. Okay. Thanks, Noreen. We'll look into yeah. that. I think it's a wonderful um, mm-hmm. point that you've just given us there because I remember Fantastic. I also remember having a, a yes, what what didn't turn red. Um, and yeah. and it wasn't indigenous though. It was in another. Yeah, it'd be interesting water. to know how it grows and if it grows more easily or more difficult. But it's sure it's quite. It would probably have the same properties. Mm-hmm. And both the pomegranate and the guava, they've what makes them so powerful, Pamela, is that they've got this this diversity of plant chemicals in them mm-hmm. that 
do multiple functions. They help protect the body from oxidation they, and from inflammation. They prevent, and by the way, which one was it? I think it was uh, pomegranate is for, uh, for diabetes. So yes. there are some studies that show that it uh, has uses for, uh, for diabetics, you know, to control blood sugar. So these plants, even two, of the, two plants like this, have multiple functions in preventing cancer, preventing heart disease. That's a major one because never mind viruses. I mean, heart disease kills tens of thousands of people a year. Every, you know, like, I don't know even other figures, but it's the, probably the second leading cause of, of death in the world. So um, we need plants and plant foods that help us to protect our heart. Tell me, Jean, what are you drinking at the moment? Um... Pomegranate juice. And, because uh, I, I, I say that a lot of people have been talking about, you know, the season changing with a lot of dust and all yes. of that stuff. People are complaining yes. about sinuses a lot. Um, yes. And, and uh, you know, you, nobody wants to see anybody sneezing now. <laughs> yes. I, I, I remember... Um, that I learned and I actually gave a, a patient of mine once um, cayenne pepper to yes. put on his food. And he said to me, Jean, it saved me from allergies. Really? And I think there's a biochemical reason for that, you know, with how it, uh, the cayenne pepper works to prevent allergic reactions. And he swears by it. So I would, you know, I, I use things like turmeric. I always put turmeric on my food, powdered organic turmeric. I eat um, uh, blueberries and raspberries because... Uh, all the berries, they've also got these flavonoids and these compounds called elagic acid, which prevents, or again, heart disease. So I yeah. eat as much um, blackcurrant jam. Uh, there's a berry jam. I can't mention the names in the, the, on the show, I'm sure, but yes. I select various um, juices from shops yeah. uh, that have got young berry in them, um, I drink various teas, um, drink all my herbal tinctures. Yeah. <laughs> so I try and keep the information down okay. as much as jo- possible. Let's quickly take a call from Romeo, who's in KZN. Mm. Romeo, good afternoon. Great. Hello, Romeo. A little bit later, I've been trying. A network was not connecting me. I wanted to find Hello. out. Yes, doctor. Having somebody like you, having information of like guava uh, in our indigenous trees, that if you want to avoid it, I need to use guava very much often. How best can you do to uh, to combine with these uh, people, the developers of medicine, such that it will help our people, many people of uh, our people, uh, to contract this disease such as like cancer. Okay. Thank, thanks, uh, Romeo. Mm. I, I think the, the question had been asked before, um, Jean, we, we keep mm. coming back to this, you know, basically bringing back indigenous, uh, you know, plants and so on and herbs into what would be mainstream medicine. Yes. Well, I mean, I think his question was, again, I, well, I couldn't hear exactly, but I did get the gist of it, that how do we, how do we include how do we that bring information it into, yeah, into, into product development? Mm. Well, you know, I think that there's a lot of, um, I mean, in like, for example, for pomegranate, in the last 10 years, there's been an explosion of, of interest. And the first step is the scientific, obviously, you know, uh, research into a plant, um, finding out about its chemistries, and then including and then and then integrating that with cultural uses and this is what i also uh, one of my missions is to write more about the cultural uses and and combine it with the scientific uses but i think it's up to companies that want to make functional foods and bring these these um compounds and these plants into into more of like a product that 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 talks to you about functionality and i think that's 
it's not yet been done, but I, I don't see why not. Like maybe, you know, somebody looks at a product and it's kind of, it has a functional use look in its advertising message. I think that could be a way that people can start, you know, can start buying things with knowledge like, wow, this is going to help me in, in a certain way. I don't know how that would be conveyed, but um, I think education is the only real way because when people know these things, then they can make new products yeah. and based on, 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 on their health benefits, you know. But uh, yeah, yeah. a lot of people Thank don't you, go that route. Thank you, John. Uh, speak to you next Great. week. Thank you very much for your time. Excellent, Pamela. Thank you. Jean-Francois Soubieski. He's an ethnobotanist. And uh, the website, many of you are asking, is phytoalchemy, P-H-Y-T-O-A-L-C-H-E-M-Y.co.za. Two o'clock now. Let me go to Uzi Lasaku for the latest in SABC News.